Hey everyone and welcome back to another video of Mama Talks and Real Supercoach. Today's video is going to run through my current preseason team reveal and how the team is looking ahead of TLT round one. Timestamp this, it is Sunday the 19th early in the afternoon. I've just seen Adam Dewey uh, put in a 40-20 as well as set up his right winger with a nice little grubber kick. So spoiler alert, he's going to be my 5-8. And I just want to give you all my current thinking as to what I'm looking to do with my squad. But obviously still prone to changes. Still umming and ahhing about a few key positions in the squad. But hopefully you all enjoy this one. If you do, do give it a thumbs thumbs up. Do please consider subscribing as well to the channel if you haven't already and let's get straight into it. So here is my current squad and what I've tried to do with this team is try to get all the players who I literally get FOMO from if I don't have them in my team and so it's meant cutting corners in a few positions mainly in the second row forward and actually in the front row forward especially. So if I quickly just look to the hookers uh, Harry Grant and Brandon Smith um, I know the Roosters had a bit of an Apache kind of preseason couple of trial games but I did see a couple of good things from Brandon Smith in terms of setting up some uh, props from Trices from dummy half and in general I think the signs seem to be there that he should hopefully start okay and it's just more of a value thing as well 478k I definitely think he's going to beat that in terms of his average uh, to begin the year so I do think that there is cash growth with him definitely a good stepping stone to a future gun as well potentially down the line so very happy to start with Brandon Smith and Harry Grant is just purely FOMO and the fact that I love the guy and I want to enjoy the game and he is one of those players who when I watch in real life he scares the bejesus out of me if I don't own him now obviously there's very strong consideration to start with someone like Tanner Boyd as well. In my halfback video, I mentioned that if I were looking to sacrifice one of Grant or Hines to get in Tanner Boyd, I'd sacrifice Nico Hines. But then I watched that preseason game in the Indigenous All-Stars and I remembered how good Nico Hines is. Um, and so I've kind of leaned the other way where I think I would actually sacrifice Harry Grant if I did want to end up having Tanner Boyd in my team. Um, and a lot of that is just due to Nico Hines' ceiling. So that's who I'd probably, of the two, would rather cut if I want to fit in Tanner Boyd. At the moment, I've got a squad that I'm okay with that doesn't have Tanner Boyd. I don't think he's going to be a bad option. Um, I'm mainly just taking the wait and watch approach where the first two games are good, but then he runs into the Storm, the Cowboys, and then the bye in round five. So I'm just thinking that maybe there could be a bit of a plateau to his cash growth, and he is taking up a pretty key spot in the halves or in hooker spot where you could get a lot of other points out of good players. So at the moment, I'm looking to try to be happy with the team without him, but there is a decent chance that in my hookers, I do end up with Brandon Smith and Tanner Boyd as well. So the front row is where I've gone really cheap to try to fit in a lot of the other guns. Of the mid-range kind of front row forward, I'm pretty happy now with Christian Welch I think you know Collins I've kind of stayed away from now just due to the concussion risk Dan Safidi didn't really thrill me and Tom Gilbert I know he's very popular but I mentioned it in the front row forward video the PPM wasn't probably quite what I was expecting when I looked at his numbers from last season so again I'm happy to take a punt on Welch who's a little bit cheaper I saw some good signs out of Welch looking to offload um, not last year but the season before when I started with him um, I like the fact that he was offloading and I expect Welch to be kind of hopefully getting me to around 55 to 60 which should offer some value and hopefully is a good stepping stone to you know the Ruben Cotters and the Joe Tarpneys that I would eventually aim for in the front row forward. Now second front row forward this is obviously the biggest risk I think of the entire squad going really cheap with someone like Stefano looked really good in the preseason trial game one um, I'll need to watch back on the highlights for the second West Tigers game but if he can kind of come out the blocks and average 50 I'll probably take that from my second front row forward especially when I'm only spending about 319k so Stefano for now I think there was some encouraging signs I was a little bit down on him originally in my front row forward video but I think I've definitely kind of after watching those highlights realizing that this guy is obviously a fantastic player and if he gets the minutes and is injury free uh, could be a really good option and on the bench I've gone for a couple of playing options in uh, David Mowali and Sean Kepi uh, Sean Kepi especially looked decent uh, he was named at lock for the manly trial 
so I think at 274k, if he's able to play decent minutes, I'm happy enough to start with him, at least hopefully to be a slow burn of a cash cow. But the front row forward bench is the spot where I could hopefully shave some money if someone like Franklin Pele does get a spot on the bench in TLT uh, for the Bulldogs. But at the moment, sticking with these two and the fact that I think that they should play at least some minutes and maybe be slow burn cash cows, if not maybe plug a hole in the event I need to play them in an off week, for example. Now, second row forward is probably another position where I'm not super, super thrilled about and still umming and ahhing. You know, Dave Fafida didn't look fantastic in his first trial game. I'll see how he goes in the second trial game later this evening. There were those kind of negative signs of him not looking super, super involved and the Titans maybe not quite using him as much as I would have liked. But I guess that's the risk and I we kind of expected and we kind of knew with Fafida. So I'll be very keenly watching how he plays because, you know, someone like Cam Murray played exceptionally well against the Dragons yesterday and so I've got 50k in the bank currently with my squad so I am thinking for feeder he may be someone I look to change maybe to a Cam Murray if I can squeeze up to him you know by shaving some money elsewhere in the team but I do want to try to start with at least one gun second row forward so for feeder at the moment is there he's definitely going to be rocks and diamonds but still a position I'm not firm on same thing as well with Luke Garner you know Panthers didn't have the best performance against St. Helens um, and Luke Garner was running a lot of decoys um, so I need to go I think I need to rewatch that entire game as well just knowing what the outcome was and hopefully taking off any biased goggles for example because that mid-range second row forward spot is a risk and there's a lot of options floating around. There's a Trent Loriero, is that how you pronounce the surname? I'm not too sure, sorry, um, from the Melbourne Storm who's probably going to get a starting spot on the edge. Uh, there's Murata Niakori who I'm definitely keen on as well from the Warriors. So there's a couple of options I may flip around with. The thing with Luke Garner as well is that he's got that early buy in round three. So if I'm not set on him, there is a chance that I also do change. Maybe for a Murata Niakori is probably who I'd lean to at this stage. But at the moment, I'm sticking with Garner as he's a bit more expensive and could be a bit of a placeholder. But again, not super locked in into that spot. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood, I think, is going to be an almost must-have, I think, in your second row forward position. At the moment, actually having him as my third second row forward, it does allow for a lot elsewhere in the squad. And I think I saw enough from him as well that he's going to be starting for the first three weeks. He loves to offload, um, very busy in the middle, uh, makes a lot of tackles. So I kind of feel like for 300k, you might be able to get away with him actually as a starting second row forward for the first few weeks of the year. You know, he maybe hopefully gets to about a 60 average which for the price tag I'll take, knowing that I can fit in some of these other guns. Um, and then on the bench, you know, the likes of Matt Dury, Trey Mooney, Ray Stone, all kind of bench options, apart from Dury, hopefully he should be starting for the Eels. Um, there should be some minutes available as well on an edge spot for the Eels now that Sean Lane has confirmed to have got a uh, fractured jaw, I believe it is. So best case he's out for four to six weeks, but it could be longer than that. So definitely keeping a firm eye on the Eels TLT for round one as well. There may be another second or forward midi, maybe someone like a Jack Murchie who we could plug in as well to the second row forward. Now the halves, I've gone the expensive route. Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines. I'm starting with the two most expensive halfbacks. I know that there were some discouraging signs from the Panthers, but I've just got enough faith in their team that I think Cleary is going to be able to turn it around. He's such a solid, safe option for us in Supercoach, so I'm still happy to go with him, I think, for round one, despite the Panthers not looking the best in the World Club Challenge. Um, and Nico Hines, I'll see his performance within the hour, how he goes against the Bulldogs in the second trial, but really liked what I saw from him in the Indigenous All-Stars game. Really got reminded just of his workload as well. Like He's got really good base stats. He made, I think, three tackles in a row um, out of a set, and I thought, yep, this is this is what I want out of my halfback, in addition to all the uh, other ways that he can score points in an attacking set. So 
pretty happy with Nico Hines as well at the moment, and I do think I would lean with him over Harry Grant if I was eventually looking to fit in someone like Tanner Boyd into my squad. 5'8", I'm actually fairly settled with having um, Adam Dewey and Josh Schuster. Still open, I think, to having Schuster in my second or forward if I do want to fit in another gun 5'8", like Matt Burton, if Matt Burton, for example, killed it in the second trial week. But Adam Dewey, I'm pretty comfortable with. You know, um, Enero Physio is pretty positive on his return from his ACL injury, which is obviously a great sign. I really like the numbers that I dug into as well in my 5-8 video, so definitely recommend checking that out. But I love the way that Dewey is able to also kind of accumulate points as well from the base stats, goal kicking. Um, he looks very central to the Tigers' attack. Pretty encouraging performance as well in the trials game against the Raiders. So overall, I'm pretty settled, I think, with Adam Dewey. And Schuster, I think, is almost a must-have as well at 240k, knowing that we're likely to get a starting 5-8 uh, for what is probably a pretty decent team in Manly. Now, all those sacrifices that I made in the uh, front forward and the second forward have allowed for a really heavy center wing, starting with both Val Holmes and Brian Toto, um, as well as a couple of cheapies in um, Isaac Thompson and Charles Nickel Klukstad. Now, Klukstad, I think, is going to be pretty solid, hopefully 45 to 50 averaging player. Um, and with a 327k price tag, I think that's fine, at least to begin the year. And Isaac Thompson, I think we all saw some pretty encouraging signs out of the Rabbitohs. I probably need to backpedal, I think, on my stance in my fullback video where I said I might not go with Latrell because because, you know, the Rabbitohs might be not super slick at the beginning of the season, but boy, they looked really slick in attack against, obviously, a Dragons team, which is not the strongest team, but there were some really good signs out of the Rabbitohs. So I'm happy enough to start with a backline player in Isaac Thompson, who looked pretty busy as well, so hopefully some good base stats from him. But in terms of my two gun center wingers, uh, Brian To'o and Val Holmes, uh, Holmes is obviously, I've spoken a lot about in that center wing video, fantastic draw for the Cowboys. I think he scored 56 in the second uh, Cowboys uh, trial game in terms of super coach points. So I just think the, the safety of his goal kicking with that fantastic draw means I'm happy to take the chance on someone like Val Holmes. He's my only Cowboys player as well. I do feel like I want to have at least one Cowboys attacking player, and I do prefer paying the premium for Val Holmes instead of saying going with a little bit cheaper option in Murray Tower. But that's the reason for Val Holmes being there. And Brian To'o, I think, is just going to be a solid, safe option given his really good base stats, but still playing on the end of a pretty good Panthers attack as well. So I'm happy enough with him. Uh, two of those three cheapies on the bench there, Khan Pereira and Paul Alamotti, I'm pretty comfortable that they will be there in round one TLT. Hayes Dunster didn't play in the Eels' last um, uh, trials game, so he's one who's definitely more of a placeholder at the moment. But what I'm hoping for is that there's maybe a bottom dollar cheapie that comes out um, in the center wing. Um, if not, I might use that 50k to try and get up to someone like maybe a Tommy Talal from the West Tigers. So Dunster at the moment is, is kind of a placeholder position. So not one that I'm locked in on, um, but I'll probably end up with the center wing who's kind of a cheapie, probably no more than about 300k, I think. And looking at the fullbacks, uh, Tom Trevojevic, I think he's come out again, or at least Anthony Seabold came out saying that he's basically going to be fit for round one. So I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, I think at 577k, definitely locked into Turbo. Tedesco, I've been pretty comfortable with as well all preseason. Uh, Latrell and the Rabbitohs having such a good performance against the Dragons did give me some, some slight doubts as well about should I actually just pay up and go for Latrell instead, knowing that he's goal kicking. Just forget about the tough draw for the Rabbitohs. But I keep coming back to Tedesco with... Dolphins round one, Warriors round two, and look, I'm a Roosters fan, so I, I am a bit biased. I want to captain someone like Tedesco in round one or round two, and so I think for that 50k-ish price saving on Latrell, I think I will end up sticking with Tedesco for my fullbacks, and I think him and Turbo probably will be the combo that I run out with um, when it comes to round one. 
But overall, that's the team. Obviously, some risks there with some positions like front row forward and second row forward. But I do like the fact that it's let me have two gun center wingers, um, you know, the gun halves, but including Harry Grant as well, as well as an Adam Dewey. I like the fact that I can still fit in a lot of guns and hopefully get some value out of those cheaper options. But there is obviously a bit of a risk to that. But let me know in the comments below what you guys think of the team, as well as any questions that you may have as well about dilemmas in your current squad as well. Well, that's it, guys. Going to wrap up the video there. Short and sweet one for you guys on Sunday evening. We'll be back on Tuesday for a TLT special live stream, hopefully. So definitely subscribe so that you can stay tuned for that one and drop any questions at that time as we dissect the first TLT of the season. But hopefully you'll enjoy the video. If you did, give it a thumbs up. Do please consider subscribing as well. See you all in the next video.